Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way, love is what you make of Hi, this is Dr. Joe Luciani welcoming you to another session of self-coaching where real-life emotional struggle, whether it's depression, anxiety, relationship conflict, losing weight, or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed, teaching you to become your own best coach. Well, it's that time of year again. No, 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 I'm not talking about the holiday season. I'm talking about cold and flu season. Now, why am I talking about cold and flu season? Well, because I've been I've been down with, well, as they say, I've been under the weather this past week. You know where that comes from, under the weather? Back in the days of sailing ships, when the storms would be brewing and waves would be crashing and lightning, all the, the deckhands would go below deck. I guess everyone went below deck, and they would ride out the storm. So they would be under the weather, quite literally. The weather was happening above them, and they were down below under the weather. Well, I've been under the weather, and, and I'm not happy about it. Uh, I mean, I hate getting a cold. I mean, maybe there are people who like getting sick. I don't know. But I hate it. And there, I've said it. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm being a bit of a baby, but... You know, I look at my wife, and she's rather stoic. She handles these things without really interrupting her life at all. I, I'm not not of such ilk. I mean, I accept the fact that we are all human, and tis that season, as I mentioned. It's you know the the, the cold and flu season is now upon us, and and you know inevitably. I mean, we've been we've been more or less isolated these past uh, few years. Do you believe it's been a few years with this COVID? <laughs> well, anyway, I don't want to get into that, but it's we you know our immune systems have become depleted of resistance, so we have to build up our resistance. And I've been telling myself all week, yeah, you do not like being sick, but you know what? You've got to start building up that resistance and. Take that one step in front of the other. But I still get angry. <laughs> uh, I just try to let the days pass in order to reclaim my normal health. But I, you know, in all honesty, I think I, I've I've grown more tolerant through the years. Uh, well, somewhat more tolerant. The one thing I don't do, and you've probably heard me talk about this in various podcasts, I don't complain about being sick. You know, complaining. What the best way I could describe complaining is that we revisit the discomfort. Whether it's being sick, we 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 get into complaining about the symptoms. So we are putting ourselves back into the experience of discomfort. And so whenever we complain, we're we're kind of exacerbating the symptoms rather than distracting or moving away from because you know yourself when you're sick you can there are times you can distract yourself and almost forget about being sick and then you you come back and you realize oh man i don't feel good but you were distracted you know you weren't involved in being sick so complaining is something i do less but i don't know i like i said i think i think this is all part of being human 
who doesn't bemoan the fact of getting sick, especially that moment? You know what I'm talking about now, that moment, that first moment you swallow and you, de you detect a kind of sandpaper scratching in your throat. And what's your first reaction? Oh, oh, that's nothing. It's not, it's just, and you, <clears throat> and you try to just clear your throat. An hour later, you swallow. It's still there. Oh, no. This is the, the harbinger of things to come. And now you know that the sore throat is heralding in now the whole response that your body's going to go through. And who doesn't bemoan that fact? It's not just me. Come on, tell me it's not just me. So you, you're, you're, you're just being signaled by that sore throat that what's about to happen for the next next seven to 10 days, that's usually the course for me. And I remember, I guess I feel, and this goes way back to when I was a child, and I use the same word I did when I was a child, and if I offend you, I'm sorry, I feel crappy. I mean, that's the best way to describe it. I just feel crappy when I get sick. And again, I'm not alone, right? You, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, maybe you're more tolerant than I am, or stronger, or courageous. I don't know. But anyway, so I was thinking, what exactly goes on during the days of sneezing and coughing and malaise? And this was the impetus for today's podcast. I mean, I just, I just couldn't think of what I was going to talk about today. And, you know, part of it has to do with what I'm going to mention in a moment, which is brain fog. But I couldn't, I couldn't really focus on anything to talk about. So I said, you know what, why not just get out there and just go through a little bit about what's going on when, when I experience and what you experience and what we all will experience again, as long as we are on this planet. And that's the process of what goes on when we do get that common cold. I wish they wouldn't call it a common cold. When you when you have a cold and you're sneezing and whining and coughing, it's anything but common. But anyway, I digress. So like I said, you know, I I, I was having a hard time uh, coming up with today's talk. And I was thinking, why am I having such a hard time? And then I realized one of the more common features of the common cold is brain fog. Now, you might think that sneezing or runny nose or all that kind of stuff is the first sign of getting sick, getting that common cold, but really it's the brain fog. And often this comes days before you actually come down with symptoms. So when you find yourself having a little trouble focusing and dealing with or being as effective as you normally would be, I mean, look at me. I mean, I just, I could not come up with a, with a theme for today's podcast. And so I, I attribute it to my brain fog. And I, I, I feel that, you know, it's, it's important to recognize that, yeah, things are different. Now, now you can compensate for brain fog, of course. You can override it and just, just intentionally push yourself to, to be more effective. But one of the things that really helps is make sure you get plenty of sleep. I mean, it, it really helps to ensure your brain power uh, to concentrate, you know, so, you know, make sure if you're starting to feel that kind of foggy, uh, just ineffectiveness in your concentration and your thinking, make sure you're getting adequately rested. That's the one thing you could do to really, really help out. 
But again, you know, it's it's understanding that uh, maybe maybe you are getting sick and you're, you know, you're needing to brace yourself for what's ahead. And it, it certainly helps to get some light exercise. Now, I know from marathon training that the one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to get out there and exercise with a fever. So, you know, without a fever, a little light exercise, it's good. It helps the boost the blood flow and the oxygen to the brain. So get some movement. Don't don't become just slumping down and just conceding. Get some get some oxygenated stuff going on in your body. Feel a little bit better about yourself. And and let's not forget on foods that are high in brain-friendly nutrients, you know, those vitamin B12 things like fish especially. And the antioxidant, the the berries and the, the leafy greens. So, you know, when you're starting to feel like you're coming down with something, when you get that brain fog and you're starting to feel that physical difference, this is a time to start fortifying. It's a time to start just really recognizing the, the holistic aspect of your body. And as you start to approach some of these symptoms, it's a time to recognize that there are things you can do to mitigate and to kind of help you get through this period of seven to 10 days. One of those symptoms is congestion. And man, do I hate congestion. It's my, oh, I hate it. It's the one thing, if you were seeing me as a psychologist, it's the one reason I would cancel your session. Because when I when I get congested, when I start blowing my nose, I go through boxes of tissue. My wife says she's never seen anybody blow their nose as much as I do. It's like a faucet. It's horrible. That's the one reason I would I would not battle through a session. And I wouldn't put my, my patients through it. I mean, who wants to look at somebody just hacking away and sneezing and blowing their nose? Ah, it's gross. So why do we, what is that? You know, why, why, do, why do we have all that stuffy nose feeling? Well, that's because your immune system is, well, it's actively trying to flush out viruses and bacteria. So this is a good thing. It's, a, it's your body trying to just help itself get rid of these intruders into our body. So when, when viruses get past that normal mucus lining inside our nose, the immune system sends these signals to the nose to say, get rid of this virus, and then you produce more mucus. And it increases the blood flow to the nasal passages, and more mucus can be secreted. This is an effort to begin the restoration process, right? So, yeah, no one likes sneezing. No one likes congestion. But you've got to see it as part of the process of healing. It doesn't make a big difference. It doesn't make a big difference to me. I just don't like blowing my nose. And what about sneezing? Of course, let's not forget that with congestion and blowing your nose comes, chew, you know, and this is when foreign particles, virus and bacteria and all that kind of stuff gets up in the nasal passages. And the nerves in those passages are triggered to give you a reflexive sneeze to expel those intruders. And don't we want to expel? <laughs> those intruders is a good word so when you're below deck under the weather remember that inevitably the sneezing and the wheezing and the blowing of the nose and the dripping all that horrible stuff is part of healing it's not part of getting sick it's part of reclaiming your health but like i said earlier the, the sore throat 
that's usually for me that's the first symptom i don't know if it's the same for everybody maybe it is maybe it isn't what about you do you do you start out with sore throat and that's that scratchy feeling that you know you're just not sure at first but then it starts to grow and then ah you become sure and you you then realize the inevitability that where you're headed you know you better not make any big plans for the next week because you are headed towards a challenging week ahead and again depending on you and your stamina and your tolerance and resilience uh, some of us uh, would rather just lay low below deck while others uh, prefer just ignoring and going on as if everything's going to be just dandy with or without sneezing and wheezing and sore throat but for me I tend to kind of, I, I would kind of say I'm somewhat optimistic that maybe this cold will be less horrendous than the last one. Uh, typically, though, I have to say most of my colds are generally almost exactly the same. Uh, I start out with a sore throat and the, the the drippy nose and the sneezing, and then you know there's the brain fog and other other kinds of wonderful reactions but basically i go through the same thing and for me it's a seven to ten day event so i don't know what day i'm on now i think i'm on day seven and you don't hear me coughing because i'm i'm editing these coughs out of this uh, podcast uh so so basically with the sore throat you know we have the swelling of the respirate the, the respiratory passages it's the body trying to get rid of the virus and it responds by increasing the blood flow to that area and releasing substances like histamines. And it's the histamines that make our nose run and our throats hurt. But again, this is the immune response. These are the chemicals that help us to shed the virus and to start us down the road of healing. What do you do for sore throat? I know I've been doing a lot of uh, warm tea. In fact, I was at the health food store a while ago, and I had this, and I remembered, and I went and got it. It's called Throat Coat, Organic Throat Coat. And it has, you might be interested, licorice root, slippery elm bark, hmm, marshmallow root. Sounds good, right? Wild cherry bark, fennel fruit, Saigon cinnamon bark, and sweet orange peel. So if you're into health foods, I know, el what is it, elderberry and various things? Uh, if you're into health food, uh, why not? Uh, you know, it's it's not going to hurt. At least I don't think it will. And it does make the throat feel a little better. So I, I take my throat coat when I have a sore throat. And then I uh, by the time the throat feels better, I'm also tired of throat coat. So I go back to regular tea. It's it's a good thing to to stay hydrated. You know, some people say that you don't want to drink too much because that increases the mucus. But nevertheless, the, the downside of that is, is that if you get dehydrated, then everything else becomes exacerbated. So warm liquids for a scratchy throat? Okay, that's good. You know, how about some, some bone broth? Or even better, how about some chicken soup? You know, chicken soup loaded with veggies, some protein. This, this delivers the, the nutrients the body needs to beat sickness you know there is it's not a myth that chicken soup is uh beneficial you know speaking of colds i i always grew up with don't get your feet wet or make sure you zip up your coat you're going to get sick you're going to get sick well i don't know if you know it or not 
But uh, you can't get sick because of the weather. It's when you are contracting a virus or a bacteria. You know, so it, it is an infectious agent that infects us, and it's not weather. So uh, you know, and there were studies. Uh, I remember reading of one where they they put people into horrendous horrendous climate conditions of rain and wet and cold, and, and not one of them got sick. So it's you know it's. It's a myth that we catch a cold from weather. So just thought you'd like to know that you can you can get your feet wet <laughs> this winter. Uh, you can leave your coat unzipped, and it's not going to increase your chances of getting sick. I don't know what else it would do, but <laughs> keep my word, uh, you don't catch it from the weather. But one thing that, that I think is rather ubiquitous with, with getting sick, both before and during and a bit after, is this fatigue. Uh, it's totally normal, of course, to feel tired when you're sick because your body's fighting off an infection. Now, you should be at least aware that extreme exhaustion or extreme any kind of symptoms, you know, with COVID around and still around, we have to really make a distinction. So if you are extremely tired and exhausted, uh, you know, better check the, uh, you know, take one of those rapid tests or something. So when your immune system uh, kicks into play with a common cold, let's not talk about COVID today, but with the common cold, the immune system just gets revved up to fight that infection. That's what all these symptoms are about. And it does cause your core temperature to go up and it causes your energy to drop. So you do lose energy. It's not a myth. You're not being you know, weak or anything. It's just part of your body's depletion at the moment. And again, depletion... Uh, in the sense that you are using those resources for the better good. Now, I don't. I don't think uh, everyone gets a cough. I do at the end of at the end of uh, my seven to ten day period. I'm usually visited with a uh, a dry cough that usually, and for me, it lasts sometimes for months. I guess the bronchial tubes get somewhat infected, but. Coughing is usually due for, from an overproduction of mucus, that post-nasal drip that drips down into the back of your throat, and it causes irritation, which causes coughing. Now, again, you don't hear me coughing because I'm editing those coughs out, but I assure you I'm entering that phase of my common cold. <laughs> common cold. Speaking of common colds and, and medical, I just want to tell you about one experience I had just, just a few months ago. It's just, I found it kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe let's see how you find it. I was I was eating lunch and I just went up to scratch the side of my throat, the left side of my throat, and there was a lump. The size, I mean, I say literally the size of a baseball. I put my hand around it. What the and my wife sitting across from me, she was more gassed than I was because she's looking at this thing. What the heck was going on? So anyhow, I called to try to get an appointment with my doctor. Of course, he was on vacation. I uh, tried to call an ENT. Of course, well, we could see you in three weeks. And, you know, I'm not going to walk around with this baseball lump for three weeks wondering what the heck is going on. But I went into one of these uh, urgent care centers that we have around here. And the doctor walked in and he he saw my my lump and he said, ah, I know exactly what you've got. You've got a blocked salivary gland. And I said, oh, well, I'm glad you know what it is. Uh, and I'm starting to think, well, how do you unblock a salivary gland? You know, is this surgery and uh, you're going to rush me to the hospital? 
So he, I said, well, what, what can be done? And he said, well, I just want you to go home. And I want you first to stop at the drugstore and get the most sour candy you could find. And when you go home, cut up a lemon. And I want you to start sucking on that sour candy and have some of that lemon. And uh, let's see what happens. So I went home, glad that I wasn't going to be rushed to the hospital for surgery. And I started sucking on lemons and uh, sucking on the sour lemon drops, which were quite good. Within an hour, everything was back to normal. Isn't that incredible? A blocked salivary gland. Hmm. Who would have thought, right? But anyway, back to the common cold. Uh, I, I don't know why I thought that would interest you, but forgive me. And, and when you're sick, come on, you might feel grumpy. You might feel sad. And you know, woe is the person who, uh, you know, is around someone who's sick and grumpy. It's, I've been accused of being grumpy. And I, like I said before, I try not to complain anymore. I try not to be grumpy. And in my estimation, I'm not. Now, maybe there are those who would disagree, but that's because sometimes I tend to try to, I, I tend to isolate. I want to be left alone. I just, I just don't want to be hacking and sneezing and blowing my nose. You know, leave, leave me be. Now, maybe some people, my wife, might interpret that as, uh, you know, being grumpy and just not handling it. And I'm, okay, maybe. But nevertheless, I just find it easier to not have to be. And maybe I'm wrong, because if I had to be in public, uh, I guess I would be putting on a front. And to act as if you are less afflicted by these symptoms. And yeah, maybe maybe that works. Because then you rise above, instead of being under the weather, you rise above the weather. And now you are rising above. And, and I guess that's true with distractions, or if you have to go to work, right? How many times have you gone to work with a cold? And, you know, you function, you get by, you have that brain frog, but you can't, brain frog, <laughs> the brain frog gets you and you have to compensate. And, and you do. And then you come home and you feel twice as miserable because now you're back being able to feel and identify with those, not identify with them, but maybe to kind of indulge in feeling those symptoms. When you're at work, you've got to focus on what you're doing and you you kind of come out of that sick head and you're kind of more present than internal and as my daughter once informed me all suffering is in the mind pain and discomfort is in the body and i think it's true i think it's true i think that i suffer much less if i'm doing a zoom call and not not during the blowing nose phase but if I do a Zoom call and I'm focused on what I'm hearing and trying to work out with a patient, uh, I, I forget that I'm sick. Literally, the sore throat may still be there. The congestion, may, as you can hear my maybe hear my congestion today, but but it, it's not it's not what I'm focusing on. So you see, distraction is important. Complaining exacerbates. Indulging exacerbates. Get get out of your head a little bit and. Stop suffering. That's up to you. Yeah, you, you like me, like everyone else on this planet. We're going, we're going to have more than one cold in our lives, and and we have to get through it. It's it's a part of our debt to being human, and and it's important because we're building we're building up our resistance. 
know, how do you think we we develop immunities? Well, we develop immunities by getting sick and developing antibodies and all this kind of stuff. So like for me right now, I realize that the positive side of this is that chances are I'm going to be healthy for now a good period of time because I've built up a, a bit of resistance. And we do need to keep building those resistances after all the isolation these past few years. So so don't don't you know jump onto the you know the negative bandwagon the next time you feel that that brain frog <laughs> I'm sorry the brain fog and sore throat beginning to uh, percolate up see it as okay this is now another step towards fortifying my immune system so we want to let our immune system do its job and it's going to do its job with or without your suffering so that's up to you and we look forward to when we're just going to reclaim our normal healthy self. So the downside of life is these pesky uh, kind of irritations, these infections that come and God willing go. And when we do reclaim our semblance of normal normalcy, let's let's try to appreciate good health. Let's try to take better care of our bodies, get some exercise, lose a few pounds, and get through the winter. And every once in a while, get through a common cold. So I wish you an achu-less winter. But if you do come down with a common cold, remember, it's time limited. And it's a good way of recognizing how important feeling good really is. So anyway, I'd like you to visit my website, selfcoaching.net, where you can see all my books and various videos and all these all my archived podcasts are there too in case you want to kind of scroll through and see what else we can talk about with a healthier voice but i'm glad i did this podcast today i was almost not going to do it because i was feeling below deck under the weather but i i decided that i wasn't going to focus on the feelings and what came out was this podcast so there you go so until next time remember being victimized by emotional struggle is not an option and by definition victims are powerless and you are not powerless so remember everything's hard until you make it simple so join me every week how about we make it simple together don't surrender, there is more than it seems Hold on